Hey, this is Rihanna Ashley from RihannaAshley.com. Interviewing today the legendary executive producer, Peter Engel. Hey, Peter, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. This is, you're my fourth one today, and I have four more. I'm here at the beach in Santa Monica. It's 90 degrees here at the beach. It never is. <laughs> it never is. I'm looking at the ocean as I'm talking to you, and I can't believe it's 90 degrees. Oh, man. But I wish in the I middle of summer, that. it's not ever above 85, 80 here. Did you always want to get into the television business? Yes, I fell in love with television when we were one of the first ones in our neighborhood on the west side of Manhattan to have a television. And it was the Milton Berle Comedy Hour. I fell in love with all the variety shows. Um, And uh, that was when I was like 12. And then I um, went to NYU Film School. And everyone there wanted to be in movies, and I wanted to be in television. And so I talked my way into a job at an NBC page, one of the famous pages at 30 Rock, where I am doing, on Tuesday, the book signing at the NBC Experience Store, and returned years later under a 20-year contract where I say by the Bell and lots of other shows, like Last Comic Standing, uh, happened. Yeah, I was doing research. You're a legend. You did a lot of shows and for NBC. That's crazy. (laughs) You're tired? (laughs) I'm not. Okay, I hope not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Also, um, how did you get Good Morning Miss Bliss to um, retool? You have to read my book. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I'm like so curious, like how? Because I okay, what happened was everything. (laughs) You're not gonna believe it. Okay, what happened was that I was under contract. Brandon Tartikoff, the president of NBC, asked me to come over and be uh, an executive producer for their in-house. NBC Productions, which is now NBC Studios, or Universal, whatever it's called. And mm-hmm. he called me in one day and he said, I had a teacher in school who had the biggest impression upon me other than my parents and my grandfather. And she was my fifth grade teacher in this bliss. Would you, I want you to do a pilot with her. So the original pilot was for prime time. We, we borrowed Haley Mills who was on the lifetime contract to Disney. And in the pilot, it was all about her. The mm-hmm. kids were secondary, but the kids in that pilot were Urkel and one of the kids who ended up at 90210. None of the people who, who did Bell. And we didn't make the primetime schedule. But then Brandon decided we should do a show with them for the Disney Channel, which I wrote. And that show, I created Zach, Mr. Belding, Screech, and Lisa and several other characters that didn't move on with us. We did 13 of them. It was innocuous. It was, it was nowhere. But it was in prime time, right? So then, when that went down, Brandon said to me, I want to add kids, replace, you know, not have Miss Bliss, and do it live action Saturday morning. And the New York Times said to me two years later, when we were a huge hit in 85 countries, and what did you say? What a great idea. I said, no, please get someone else. I don't want to do Saturday morning programming. So uh, I went home that night. My wife said, how was your day? I said, Brandon wants me to do the show. And and she's like, it's great. And I don't know, who cares? She's, how about your children? They care. So I said, yeah, I guess I made a mistake. So I went back and I told them in three weeks I'd have an idea from them. We moved the show, Miss Bliss, from Indianapolis to Save by the Bell in Bayside, California. And... Um, 
added Mario Lopez and uh, and Elizabeth Berkeley and and Tiffany Amethyst and the rest is history. <laughs> One of the reasons I didn't know if anyone would ever see the show because our lead-ins were chipmunks and our lead-out was Smurfs and we were against a rabbit and a raisin and a bear. You guys made a crazy success for Save by the Bell because it's incredible. Yeah, because TMBC, I saw because of the picture me in the book with a TMBC statue. <laughs> but you you got them pretty much to basically make teen sitcoms instead of cartoons on Saturday. Exactly. That's and I didn't think anyone movie. would see us because, um, you know, in that landscape. And uh, it was shocking. And by the end of the first year, not even the first year, only six months on the air, we had more teenage girls on Saturday morning than the Cosby show had on Thursday night, which is the number one show in prime time. And we built upon that. First, you get the girls, and then the boys follow. That's amazing, Pete. Like, seriously. My other question was, though, like, you are executive producer for multiple shows. Was it hard or even challenging to do it all at once? At one time, I was doing six shows at once. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, at one time, and I was between 98 and 2000, I was doing six shows at once. It was uh, it was challenging, but it was fun. I, it was great. I loved <laughs> it. Was it. Fun. I mean, I tele- like, doing wow. a television show, Bell on Friday nights was having a party every Friday night. I mean, um, there were some shows that were a little troubled, but um, most of them were hits and lasted five years. I did 11 series for NBC and seven went five years or more, including Last Comic, which went nine. It, we had such great organ. Remember, all the people who worked for us, from the secretaries to the mm-hmm. interns, ended up moving up through the ranks. And people said, aren't you loyal? I said, no, I'm smart. <laughs> they, they know our way. And, I mean, Mario Lopez's cousin, uh, Gil, came in as a runner and ended up being a nuts and bolts producer on two of my shows. And um, But we... We had such good people, and they all had come up through Bell. So then they went to California Dreams, and they went to Hang Time and the City Guys. The point was that we were they were so well organized that I would walk onto a set and <laughs> couldn't. And if the entrance was different, I couldn't find my way out because everything else was set up exactly the same. So you, the craft set ter- craft service with the food was always in the same place. So with such organization, and I'm such a nut with my OCD about detail, that uh, it was very well organized. Really very legendary. I'm excited for your book that's coming out November 15th, that mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to get a chance to see how you did it and how you even started Save by the Bell. So do you know where they can get a copy of your book? Yes. Amazon, e-copies, soft copies, and hard copies, selected bookstores, and at my website, I was savedbythebell.com. Oh, right. Mainly Amazon. Amazon has an exclusive on it. Amazon, yeah, I saw that. That's why I'm planning on yeah. getting it on Amazon, too. Right. I want to support. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. And you don't have any social networks, do you, that they can follow you? No one's following me right now. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't think he's doing social networks. 
Oh, well, they can go to the web. They can, there's a lot of info. <laughs> we'll be adding things at the website. I was saved by the bell.com. There are videos of me talking about things, you know, ranting, venting. Okay. I'm, thank you so much for giving me this chance. There are good pictures in the book, too. Yeah. I'm me gonna and Mark Paul Gosselaar, when we were ready to do the nighttime ATV races. He against I, although I didn't have a ship, so I only got halfway around. Thank you so much. All right, and there you have it. So if you enjoyed this interview, please, guys, don't forget to pre-order his new book that will be released November 15th. And this is Rihanna Ashley from RihannaAshley.com. I'm saved by the